the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. I believe that one of the things that God is saying to us is He's reminding us that He's our Maker and that our lives are dependent upon Him. He's our Creator. And that we're, we're not independent of Him as much as we might think we are. We've been very clearly reminded of that. That it's in Him we live and move and have our being. Our very next breath is in His hand. There are many religions out there and many names for their various gods, but only the Lord, Yahweh, God Almighty, is the one true God. He has always existed, brought all things into existence, and gave mankind His name. And as Pastor Dan teaches today, since God is Creator, Sustainer, Almighty, and Holy, He's still the one true God. He's in control over all the tremulous circumstances going on right now, and He will one day eliminate all opposition and reign and rule forever. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. going to be in Genesis chapter 2. We're also going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to be turning there. So if you want to go ahead and find that in your Bible and mark that in your Bible so that you can turn there quickly when the time comes. Uh, We're going to be in Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 4. It says, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens before any plant of the field was in the earth or before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to till the ground, but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four riverheads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Uh, 
Delium and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hidekel, or the Tigris. It is the one which goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. So if you remember in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1 began with the creation of the universe. And then the focus narrowed to the creation of the earth. And then it narrowed even more to giving the earth form and filling the earth with life. And then the focus was on the creation of human beings, of the man and Woman, And so the focus goes from, you know, very broad from the universe to the earth, to life on the earth, to human beings in particular. And that's the, the zenith of God's creation, the crown of God's creation, if a man is mankind. Now going into chapter two, we are provided with uh, further insights into the creation of human beings. Chapter 2 is not a second creation story. It's just providing us with more details about the creation of mankind on the sixth day of creation. And because the focus of chapter 2 is on the creation of mankind, it speaks very generally, or in very general terms, about the creation of, of the other things in the creation account. If you look at verse 4 again, you'll see what I mean. It says, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when, when they were created and the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to till the ground, but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Okay, It's just giving us a general statement about the creation of vegetation on the earth on the third day. Again, the purpose of chapter 2 is to explain in greater detail the creation of mankind, not the creation of vegetation. So it doesn't give us much detail. It's just kind of an overview here about the vegetation. One thing I want to point out to you in verse 4, if you look at verse 4 again, for the first time in the Bible, God is referred to as the Lord God. The Lord God. Do you see that in verse 4? Now, the Hebrew word for God is Elohim, which is a very general term for the name God, a very general term for God. It it can refer really to any God. It's even used in the Bible for idols or false gods. It's a general term for God. Much like today, uh, people use the, the word God very generally in many different ways. If someone says, I believe in God. Well, okay, which, which God do you believe in? Can you give me more details so I know who you're talking about? That's the word Elohim. But the word Lord here in verse 4, the word Lord is the word Yahweh. So this is Yahweh 
God or Jehovah God, if you prefer. Again, this is the first time we find the name Yahweh in the Bible. So this now is the God we're talking about. Just to be clear, we're talking about Yahweh God or Jehovah God. This is his personal name. And this is a big deal. This is a big deal that we're told his name here in chapter 2, verse 4. The God who created the heavens and the earth in chapter 1. The God who created life on the earth. The God who created mankind in his own image and likeness. Yahweh is his name. We're not talking about any other God here. We're talking about Yahweh. And the name Yahweh means the self-existing one. Or the eternal one. Yahweh, God, is the self-existing being. The only self-existing being in all of the universe. Everything else is dependent upon Him for its existence, including us. Yahweh is the only eternal being. He's eternal. He's the self-existing one. Everything else is created. Everything else had a beginning. Yahweh is eternal. He's the uncaused cause. Yahweh is the the one true God. And Yahweh is the God of of redemption. He's the God. Now we were introduced to him here at the very beginning of the Bible. He's the God of creation. His name is Yahweh, we're told in chapter 2. And he's the God that we see throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's Yahweh who's going to make a covenant with Adam. And Eve in the garden. It's Yahweh who makes a covenant with Noah and his family. It's Yahweh who makes a covenant with Abraham and his descendants. It's Yahweh who makes a covenant with the nation of Israel at Mount Sinai. And then when we get to the New Testament, guess what happens? Yahweh becomes a man. We have Yahweh incarnate, God incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ. Yahweh comes in the likeness of man. He becomes flesh. He dwells among mankind on the earth in the person of Jesus. The name Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. And here in chapter 2, verse 4, we learn his name for the first time. Yahweh God. And this is the God of the Bible. This is the God who redeems mankind. And we're going to see as we go through the Bible, you see the story of redemption unfolding, culminating ultimately with Jesus Christ coming as a man and dying on the cross for the sins of the world and resurrecting the third day to offer forgiveness and salvation to mankind. It's Yahweh. So now that brings us to verse Uh, Verse 7 here. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Again, God focuses now on mankind, the creation of mankind, the crown of his creation. Back in chapter 1, we were told that God made man in his own image and in his own likeness. And here we read that he formed the first man out of the dust of the ground. It's interesting that the human body is made up of about 11 different elements. And those 11 elements are found 
dissolved in the soil of the earth. Uh, Notice the word formed here in verse 7. And God formed man of the dust or the, the clay of the ground. The word formed here, it means to shape or to mold. Uh, It's a word that was often used to describe an artist making a work of art, making something beautiful. Uh, In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says that you and I, that we are God's masterpiece. We're God's work of art. He's, He's the artist. He's the potter. We're the clay. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. God is our Maker. God made you, and God made me. He formed us. He shaped us. He molded us as his masterpiece. And with everything going on in the world with this coronavirus and how it's impacting the whole world. You know, one of the things that that we should be asking is, is what, what is God saying to us through all of this? And I believe that one of the things that God is saying to us is he's reminding us that he's our maker. And that our lives are dependent upon Him. That He's our Creator. And that we're, we're not independent of Him. As much as we might think we are. We have been very clearly reminded of that. That it's in Him we live and move and have our being. And our very next breath is in His hand. And He's our Creator. He's our, our, our Maker. And our, our life depends upon God. And apart from Him... We are helpless, and I think that we are, we are seeing that. Without God, we are completely helpless. God formed Adam out of the dust, out of the clay of the earth. And then God, it says, breathed life into man, and man became a living being. Now, the Apostle Paul quotes verse 7 in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians 15. And I want to look at that together. 1 Corinthians 15. So if you want to turn there with me in your Bible. 1 Corinthians 15. And here Paul is talking about uh, the resurrection. And if you look at verse 35, he's answering a question here. And here's the question in verse 35. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? And so this question about... Well, with what body do they have at the resurrection? And that's the question Paul is answering. If you look down in verse 45, he quotes from Genesis, from the verse we just read, Genesis 2, 7, verse 45 here. And so it is written, the first man, 
Adam became a living being. The last Adam, speaking of Jesus Christ, became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The first man, Adam, was of the earth. We just read that in Genesis. Made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Again, Paul quotes from Genesis chapter 2 here. And by the way, the Apostle Paul believed in a literal historical Adam. That Adam was a real person who was really created by God from the dust of the earth and that God really breathed into Adam the breath of life. And Paul builds his whole point here about the resurrection on Genesis chapter 2 being factual history and that Adam really was a historical person just as it's reported in the Bible. What Paul says here loses its meaning if Adam wasn't real. If, if Adam is just a made-up story. And what he's saying here is through the first man, Adam, we received our natural body that is just like his body. And through the last Adam, Jesus Christ, we will receive our resurrected body that will be just like Jesus's resurrected body. In other words, Adam's body was the prototype of the natural body that we now have. And Jesus' resurrected body is the prototype of the resurrection. And as we now bear the image of the man of dust, it says, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man, Jesus Christ. Over in Philippians chapter 3, Verse 20, it says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're eagerly waiting for Jesus to come and rescue us, aren't we? Who will, here's what he'll do, he will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed, shaped to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able to Uh, even subdue all things to himself. So Jesus Christ will uh, conform our lowly body to his glorious body. We will receive a resurrected body that is just like Jesus's resurrected body. So now you can go back to Genesis chapter 2 for me. And beginning in verse 8, now we're given a description of Eden. And Eden will be the habitation of, of man in the beginning. Uh, again, this, this, is, this is all about man. This is all just a platform on which God created man to have fellowship with mankind and a relationship with mankind. It begins with the universe, then the earth, then life on the earth, then mankind, and now where mankind will dwell on the earth in Eden. So verse 8, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden 
And there he put the man whom he had formed. Now, I I think in our minds, I know at least in in my mind, uh, when I picture uh, Eden, I picture it as all a garden. That the whole thing is a garden. But as we see here, uh, if you read the verse carefully, the garden was only in the eastern part of Eden. Uh, Eden seems to be a much larger region, as we're going to see in a few verses here. And so what God does now is God creates a garden in Eden for man to dwell. The word Eden means pleasant. It means delightful. And so God, he created the heavens and the earth and on the earth. He creates Eden, and in Eden, He creates this garden specifically for mankind to dwell in. It's a pleasant garden. It's a delightful garden. It's a pleasant environment for mankind to enjoy and live in fellowship with God. And then it says in verse 9, And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I want you to notice in verse 9 that all the trees in this garden were pleasant to look at and good for food. Not just the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Every tree in the garden was beautiful and produced delicious fruit to eat. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not more beautiful or more delicious than any other tree. It's not like the Garden of Eden was filled with a bunch of pear trees and there was one peach tree there. And God said, you can eat all the pears you want, but I don't want you to eat any peaches. Well, that wouldn't be fair because nobody likes pears. Everybody likes peaches. And that's not what he does here. My point is, there is nothing uniquely tempting about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It wasn't the only beautiful tree. It wasn't the only one with delicious fruit. The whole garden was filled with beautiful trees bearing delicious fruit. God did not withhold His goodness from mankind. God's intention was to bless mankind with all kinds of beautiful trees, all kinds of Delicious fruit. Now in verses 10 to 14, we have a description of the rivers and the, the boundaries of, of Eden. Not just the garden, but uh, it seems all of Eden. Verse 10 again. Now a river went out of Eden to water, water the garden, and from there it parted, and it became four river heads. And of these four rivers, we are familiar with Uh, with two of them today, if it's talking about the same rivers that we have today, two of them we don't know. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah. That, That would be Arabia, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good, to which I say is an all gold good. You know, what's so great about that gold? Delium and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. Now there's a Gihon in Jerusalem, but that's not the Gihon it's talking about here. Uh, This one goes around the whole land of Cush. Now that's Ethiopia. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410 410- 491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer request with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.